This is the Laravel News Podcast, your one-stop podcast to find out about Laravel-related news, tutorials, packages, and more. Here are your hosts, Jake Bennett and Michael Dorenda. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Get Ready For It. Episode 200. <sighs> Add sound effects here, Michael. Incredible. We Incredible. need like party poppers. And as I recall, two weeks ago, you said you were going to have a big surprise for everybody today. So I'm ready for it. What did you what you got? You said somebody you, you promised. certainly said that. You promised. You said, "I no." Oh. You said, "No." That's not how plans work, Jake. I will come up with uh, something. No, no. I will figure I'm it out. Help. That's what you said, and now you're now you're going back on your promise. Come on. If only there was a recording of this conversation that we could go back to and see <laughs> who, in fact, said what. <laughs> this is. This reminds me of the office where Michael uh, had to come up with the new healthcare plan, and he delegated it to Dwight, and everybody was really upset with him. And he was like, no, don't worry. I'm going to have a really big surprise at the end of the day. You just wait. At the end of the day, I'm going to have a really big surprise. So he goes out and he tries to find like free tickets to, or, you know, free. Um, he wants to go to the casino for free. He's like, it's all comped. It's just, it's like, uh, you know, it's all mm-hmm. comped. It's all on the casino. They just pay for you to go. They're like, I don't know of anything like that. And so then he tries to get a cruise and none of that works. So he brings back ice cream sandwiches. And they're like, oh, this better not be the surprise. He's like, nope, nope. It's definitely not the surprise, even though it was. <laughs> and then at the end of the day, he's like, all right. And the surprise is, and then he just freezes up. And then he does this drum roll like that. And then eventually everybody just leaves. So folks, uh, I will spare <laughs> you the drum roll. And I will just let you know that I have nothing for you. I'm so sorry. I let you down. <laughs> but if you happen to join us for episode 2200, you do get another episode Yay! How exciting! The, so fun. The prize, the prize is that the Laravel News train continues rolling. It does continue rolling. And oh, oh, I have no, 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 no. I do have a surprise. Oh, okay. If you go to podcast.laravelnews.com, there is a new design on that website that more closely matches with something that's going to be coming soon. <laughs> That's the surprise. If you happen to listen online, surprise. And also, I have another surprise for you. If you go to your iPhone right now and you go to your settings and you go to about or you go to general and then you go to software update and you update to iOS 17. And I happened to redesign your iOS Apple podcast player. And now your podcasts look better. And you have a new logo for Laravel News. It's a different one. Yeah. Oh, that's the big surprise. There we go. I did Fancy. it. I pulled it Fancy. off. Oof. That was close. We've been doing this, that's you it. and I, we've been doing this for six and a half years. That's you crazy. and I have actually recorded 171 episodes. So Dang. those of you who have been listening since the very beginning, our fearless leader, Eric Barnes, used to run this show with one time past, I suppose, community member, Jack Frew. Who, who's no, I forgot about him. Yeah, I think I've heard from him once or twice. He just kind of pops in every now and then and says hello. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think mm-hmm. he's he's working off in Microsoft World now or something like that. So, Jack, if you hear this, thanks for starting the show and and handing it over to us. And uh, glad we were able to keep going. Absolutely, absolutely. Six and a half years, long time. Six and a half years. That is a long time. Um, my oldest was only five and a half when we started this show. So. 
Anyway, folks, thanks for joining us for our 200th episode. We are honored to have you here. Today is September 20th, 2023 in Australia. In the U.S., it's actually September 19th. But tomato, tomato, who cares? Uh, Michael's upside down, and I'm on the right side up side of things. So we'll just call it the 19th for today. And we've got some releases, some news, some packages, and tutorials, as always. So let's get into the releases. Laravel 10.23 this week, which was September 13th uh, at the time of this writing. The Laravel team released 10.23 with a new make view artisan command, support for PHP Redis 6.0, and creating controller test files while creating a model and more. Let's talk about that make view artisan command. Nuno Maduro, the man himself, the Portuguese uh, PHP proliferator, contributed a new make view artisan command to create a Laravel blade view at a given path. So this uses dot notation, similar to how you would reference it inside of your controller when you'd say return view, and then you say something like users dot index. That's how you reference this. You say PHP artisan make view, make colon view, users dot index. And that will place a view at the resources slash view slash users dot or slash index dot blade dot PHP. It also creates this template, which is basically just um, a, do you know how like if you do the artisan inspire command, it will spit mm-hmm. out a random quote. It will do the same. It'll just say div inside of that particular uh, view. And then it spits out a inspirational quote for you. An actual inspirational quote, not like, uh, you know, one of those demotivational inspirational quote things, because those are kind of funny too. The command also has other helpful flags that you can use to create view uh, test case or change the file extension. So if you want to make a view and also create a test for it, you just add dash dash test on the end. You can create a pest test to go with a new view by just doing dash dash pest. Or you can change the extension to be instead of .ph, uh, .blade.php, you could do dash dash extension equals PHP. We'll just make it PHP instead of .blade.php. So there you have it. There is a little video that we have on this that was created by our fearless leader, Mr. Eric Barnes on the Laravel News uh, YouTube channel, which is pretty cool. So you can see that in action and all the cool little features that it has along with it. All right, we also have a contribution by Cameron Wilby, which contributed two overridable methods to the database truncation trait. These are called before and after database truncation is performed. So uh, if you've ever used truncating inside of your model, you might have something like users colon colon truncate. This uh, event then is called, and now you can have a trait on your uh, model, I'm assuming is where it's happening, where you have before truncating database, and then you have after truncating database. So these are two overridable methods that are called before and after you perform a truncation. So there you go. Jason McCreary, JMac himself, gone dark, creates accompanying test files for controllers. So by contr- uh, by passing dash dash test or dash dash pest, which is the convention, by the way, now uh, dash dash test always creates a PHP unit test. Dash dash pest creates a uh, pest unit test in this case, or view cat test or controller test or whatever you have here. Uh, so if you do this while you're creating a controller or a model, so if you do make colon controller dash dash pest or make colon model dash dash pest, it will create test files for those as well. And you can actually do, you can actually pass. So like, let me give you a concrete example here. PHP artisan make colon model post. I'm making a post model dash dash test, but I can also pass with that dash dash controller as well, which will go ahead and create the controller, the model, and then the tests that belong to both of those things, the HTTP controller test and the feature models test. So that's pretty cool. So thank you, Jason, J Mac, you're the man. 
Maybe you can help me with this. Support for PHP Redis 6.0. Steph Misat contributed updates to the framework that support the latest major version of the PHP Redis extension. This was updated in a backwards compatible way so that installations using earlier PHP Redis versions continue to work as expected. Okay, here's the question. This is one of those things where I should know it, but I do not know it. So let's talk about it for a quick second. Predis mm-hmm. and PHP Redis, mm-hmm. they are different. It yeah. used to be that one of them was recommended, but then they switched to the other one. One of them requires an extension. One of them does not. Which one is which? Do you know? Uh, yeah, PHP Redis is the extension that is PHP native. So it gives you all of the functionality as part of PHP. So it's like faster in quotations. Predis is the PHP package that if you, okay. if for whatever reason, you don't have the ability to um, you know, install extensions in your environment, then you can use Predis as you know as a as a PHP land you know user land kind of implementation of the same functionality, um, and so they just yeah. you, you can just swap the client as part of your Redis configuration or as part of your I think it's in the config database.php file maybe, and that allows you to kind of switch which you're using and when. I think we we're using Predis only be, not because we couldn't install the extension, but because at the time the extension didn't support the version of PHP that we we're using, and it's just been easier to gotcha. to keep it keep it running rather than updating it. But um, yeah, I think the main whenever thing I here do was, a uh, yeah, whenever I do a Laravel shift, I always Jason McCurry's config changes always swaps over to the other one, and I'm like, dang it, change it back. Yeah, um, yeah, and I never remember which, which one it is. So yeah, yeah, that's right. And you typically don't notice that until you ship it yeah. to production and go, oh. correct, correct. It looks like PHP Redis is about six times faster. So PHP Redis is the extension that you have to install and enable in your PHP INI INI file. Yeah, Predis is the one that is not an extension and is a little bit slower. So mm-hmm. there you have it. So you said, you were, you were saying, I interrupted you. you the, the main point that we're trying to make here is... it was what? There was some constants that were removed as part of version 6. Um, so it's you know a deep under the gotcha. hood kind of thing that you don't need to worry about unless you're explicitly using those constants. Um, so it's it's been done in a the the change in the light in the framework has been done in a backwards compatible way. So probably nothing to worry about there. Nice. But if you were waiting to there hold we have it. to to upgrade, it's all done. Nice. All right. Nice. Okay. So that's it. That's it for ten dot twenty three. That's it. Ten dot twenty four, which was released today or yesterday, actually, but today or yesterday, depending on where you are in the world and relative to the time of this recording. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. First up. Tim at McDonald contributed an update that allows older style queue job pushing. Older style queue job pushing, where you are referencing the job class and passing the payload as an array, is not currently supported. So this allows you to do that. So this is just giving you support for the older, uh, older style functionality. Next up, Clemens Bastian contributed a substrupose method that determines the position mm. of the first occurrence of a string of a substring in a string, and it is a wrapper around nice. PHP's multi-byte string position method. So this is a uh, on the string class or the string facade. STR, sorry, it is a class, isn't it? It's not a, there is an alias for it, but let's, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, STR right. yep. colon colon position and then pass it the string as the thing that you want to search in, so the haystack. And then the second argument is the needle, the needle that you're looking for. So in the instance of hello, comma, world with a capital H and a capital W, if you pass the second parameter as a capital W, it will find you the first occurrence of that string. And you can use, you know, partial strings and things like that. So you could find and then split and do all kinds of 
wonderful string manipulations using that. So thanks to Clemens. Indeed. And the last thing we have here is a contribution from Islam Abdel Fattah, which improved the table guesser if the user makes a migration that modifies a column on an existing database table. So given the following artisan make migration command um, that ends with to users table, the command will correctly create the migration for the users table. So if you were to have PHP artisan make migration add is sent to third-party service column to users table, it will correctly infer that you are wanting to add, uh, that your migration relates to the users table. Now, I typically will explicitly pass dash dash table if I'm editing an existing table or dash dash create if it's a if it's creating a new migration. So thank you to Islam nice. for that. That is all for Laravel 10.24 and the releases for this episode. Okay. Let us move on to news, my friends. And in news, we've got a hot one here. A hot one in the oven. Support for Bun lands in Laravel, Sale, and Forge. Now, if you do not know what Bun is, do not worry. You are not alone. Neither did Michael and I until our last podcast episode on North Meet South. So if you are wondering what Bun is, in the first 10 minutes, I think we discussed Bun quite extensively. I have also since looked up the Fireship YouTube video talking about Bun, and he has a little uh, four and a half minute video talking about what Bun is and all the different things that it does. But we're going to talk about it here as well. So both Laravel Sale and Laravel Forge now include support for Bun. What is it? A fast all-in-one JavaScript runtime. And once you update Sale, you can start Bun as follows. Sale, Bun, Run, which will run a Bun command, or Sale, Bun X, which runs a Bun X command. So Bun is a new all-in-one toolkit for JavaScript and TypeScript apps that ships with a single executable aptly named Bun. Like NPX, you also have the Bun X, and that runs an NPM package executable and automatically installs the package to a global shared cache if it's not already installed in that node modules folder. Simple, uh, sim- similarly to how you can like compose or global install something, uh, Bun X runs an NPM package executable and then installs that node uh, module if it doesn't already have that globally. So how can you use Bun with Sail or any level project? And also, I, I got to say this. So like Bun is a drop and replacement for Node. It also has a testing framework built in. It's got a bunch of Node APIs rewritten and built into itself, so they're a lot faster. And then it also is a package manager as well. So you can think like when you'd run NPM or Yarn or whatever, you can run Bun, and that will do installing your package.json uh, or whatever. So to start using Bun with Laravel, you'll want to first remove the existing package-lock lock uh, package dash lock file. For example, if you're using NPM, you want to run you know, remove the package lock JSON, and then you're going to want to bun install, sale bun install. And then after bun install succeeds, you can then run uh, bun install, which will then run that lock file or it can version the lock file for you. Um, Installing packages with bun is really easy. You just say bun install. That's it. Uh, You can also use that to add new dependencies. So say you want to add the Laravel precognition view package, uh, you would just sail bun install Laravel precognition view. There you go. Build and dev commands with Vite are very similar. Bun run build, and that's going to go ahead and run your build or bun run dev. And that's it. So this is (laughs) very similar to NPM. Uh, It's going to feel very similar, except for you're going to use the word bun instead, which actually to me feels a little bit easier than NPM. NPM is all on the right-hand side and you got to use your pinky. Bun is all pointer fingers. Bun, 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 bun. Unless you're like me and have aliases for all that stuff set up anyway. So 
Bun yeah. is already available for you now in any newly provisioned Forge stuff. It is available for you locally if you're using Sail. Uh, and otherwise, you could just install it globally following the stuff on their website. They just released version one. And they have their own mm -hmm. release video talking about it and all that stuff too. So they've, you know, you've got an official video about it. You've got the Fire Ship video about it. You've got Laravel News about it. I'm guessing it's going to be a thing in the near future. So mm -hmm. it's probably best just to spend five minutes learning about it a little bit, but not the end of the world if you don't care. If you don't, that's okay. Just ignore this fast forward and uh, you'll be mm -hmm. fine. Okay. I I like the layers here that you can run sail, which runs on top of Docker, which then runs bun, which then runs build for your mm -hmm. dependencies, mm -hmm. which then runs feet. So there's all of these things <laughs> sitting on top of each other calling each other it's just it's just so many layers of stuff you know you've got docker and sail and bun and Vite, all all just to compile some assets i like i know it's true i like being able to just execute php i'm with you dude i, I will say one thing though so the other day here's what's annoying and sorry people the sidebar um what's annoying is that a lot of the like um things that are set out there to like build static sites and stuff like that, like Netlify or Cloudflare pages and whatever. They don't have great support for PHP or if they do, it's really crappy old support. Like Cloudflare supports mm -hmm. only like the latest version of PHP I've installed is 7.4. What a mess. And so I was using Jigsaw to do sort of um, like Titan's Jigsaw to build a static site with PHP, but I had to do all these like jump through hoops to get it to work. And I'm like, you know what? It is not that complex. Forget this. So we're just going to rebuild it in Astro, which is a node thing. It's like, you know, NPM, whatever, all that fine stuff, fine. But like everything is just set up to work with that stuff. So like, I get it. I don't really like the layers either, but sometimes depending, it's just easier to use the things that they're already expecting you to use. So whatever, whatever. And try some Astro, see how it goes. Nice. All right. I think last episode, we talked about some news that was coming about Laracon AU. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the news is that we have secured a final release of tickets that are on sale now for Laracon AU 2023 due to unprecedented interest towards what is going to be the biggest Laracon we've ever had in Australia. We actually exhausted our ticket allocation three months ahead of the event. And so we had to go back and forth with the venue and get a few things aligned. And now we have additional tickets on sale. And given the high levels of interest in the event, I would not wait if I was you for too long if you had missed out previously to get your tickets. So once they're gone this time, I promise there will be no more. So speaker announcements, this is, I've just been going through this in my head. We're going to do it the first week of October. We're going to bring it forward. We're going to do it next week at the time of this recording. So one week from here, from today, or a little bit less than one week, we're going to do, we're going to start putting out speaker announcements next week. So if you haven't already, grab your tickets at laracon.au slash tickets. And we hope to see you there in November. It's shaping up. We've got some secret stuff, some secret announcements that have not yet been announced coming as well on top of the speaker stuff so keep keep your eyes peeled for that but i'm very very excited and we're inside of of two months now of when we're having this glorious return of laracon to australia it's gonna be awesome check all of that out it's it's, it's a great time very nice dude that's awesome should be good should be really good <sighs> i'm gonna have to come i'm gonna have to come to australia now agreed i have to make it happen that should be fun hey let's talk about laravel collective if you've been around for a long time uh, which I happen to be, happen to have been. Uh, the Laravel Collective is a thing that has been around for forever. 
It was like a forms package. So back in the day, if you wanted to have like a blade directive to be able to insert like texts fields or email fields or submit buttons or what anything like all, all that stuff mm-hmm. before we had all that fanciness like jeffrey way had a package that he no 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 adam wathen had a package that he maintained for a while with like uh blade forms and something like that and then you know Laravel collective that that had some stuff and so they've been around for for a long long time and in fact i still have a couple packages or sorry a couple uh, applications that rely on these however the news is that they're abandoning the project once a laravel 11 is out it will no longer work so Mm-hmm. most of the collect, uh, collective packages have alternatives that are still actively maintained. And one of the most popular ones is the HTML package that includes all sorts of helpers for dealing with common things, all sets needs like forms and form fields. Um, what was it called? Uh, it was just called like helpers, form helpers, I think. And I'm trying to remember how you did it. Maybe you just bound something into the container as like a global function or I don't remember mm-hmm. exactly how it worked, but in, oh, no macros. It was called macros. I think it was macros. You're going, you're going, Jenny. I know. I, all I remember is that these HTML know, know, and sorry. form thing, form blade directives were part of the framework in like version mm-hmm. four, like four point yeah, sure. one, four point two, and then yeah. when when we got to version five, they were kind of removed and sort of be, you know fell out of vogue in terms of having to maintain them because there's a lot of overhead sure. in terms of making sure that the syntax is correctly mapped and all of that kind of stuff, and it was kind of extraneous i think to what laravel the framework was doing so yeah the collective picked it up and there was a you know a number of maintainers that were looking after that for a long period of time i know that um maddie lance was looking after it for a period as well um, oh, yeah. there's a few others so good dude yeah so yeah so it's, the news here yeah, is so, that if you've been using it for a long time the package it's now time to update and move to the spasi laravel html package so this is a manual conversion because although the packages are similar the APIs are just a little bit different. So if you're using it in a few places, it's going to be easier to just convert that to raw HTML. But if you use it throughout your application, if you substantially use this package, Laravel Shift, again, Jason McCreary, Gone Dark, the man, the myth, the legend, he calls himself the Laravel trash man. Uh, it has an automatic conversion to migrate spasi, migrate to spasi HTML, which can, save, which can save your hours of work. Your hours, you hours. Did you know that Jason calls himself that? The the uh, I have trash, I have heard trash that trashman of the Laravel yeah so but you know what somebody's got to pick up the trash and uh, appreciate you, Jason okay there we go there we go all, all right. right package time the first one we have here is called LiveWire Tables and is a package that brings dynamic tables for models to your applications some of the highlights that you get out of the box is the ability to select which columns you will see in your tables apply the ability to apply multiple filters at the same time perform actions on selected records it works with the soft deletes traits so if you're doing uh, you know soft deleted records it'll work with that as well it allows you to search columns individually supports multiple column types has dark mode support and 100% code coverage it works by creating your table component that extends from the base livewire table component and basically just telling it what model it should do and then you can go into basically saying i want a column here and if you've ever used laravel nova in terms of how it maps you know titles to the actual underlying column names unless you need Mm -hmm. to kind of override those things you can pass it a second argument but there are various other types of columns that can be referenced from the column documentation which we won't go into and besides columns themselves you can also define filters actions and more and to then render them you just use a blade a directive livewire colon or a html attribute i suppose a, a livewire attribute livewire colon blog hyphen table and it will wire it all up for you 
can start with the package by checking out the documentation, starting with the introduction. Always a good place to start with the docs. There's also a demo available if you want to see it in action before you dive in. And you can see the source code on GitHub. I will have links to all of that in the show notes. Very nice. Hey, also, one thing I want to mention here. This is These are nice packages. These are. However, I think that the idea here is that you have a model, right? So this blog table is a grabbing a model. The issue that we had is sometimes we didn't necessarily have a particular model wired up to the thing that we were wanting to view. We were just kind of assembling and aggregating some information. And then have, we had like an array of data, right? So there is no option for that with these live wire tables. We've, we've tried it. Except for if you use Caleb Porzio's Sushi. If you use the Sushi package, what you can do is you can pass an array to that Sushi package and then you can just say, oh yeah, my model is this thing over here. And then it will use that as your model just like it, it normally would, except for you're feeding it an array of data and providing that as the model values, which is really nice. It works, works pretty good. So uh, if you're looking for a way around that limitation, there you have it. We figured that out mm, a couple months ago, but it's been helpful. Help, helpful. Very nice. It's been helpful. Helpfully. Yes, Helpfully. Indeed. Yes, sir. All right. Generate APIs with ease with Laravel REST API. This has been a running theme for the last couple of weeks. I feel like we've had a lot of these, but Laravel REST API is a package designed to help you generate your API in a powerful way without restructuring your entire code base. So it integrates the following features. You get a full REST API, gates, which are just uh, permissions, right? Laravel's relationships support. It's fully customizable. It's secured through the whole process. It has complex filtering options. You can mutate multiple models using a single endpoint, and it has automatic documentation generation with customization support. Uh, So you can install it just by requiring it with Composer, and then there is a command to get a quick start going. It'll generate some resources and controllers and some endpoints for you as well. So if you just list out the routes, you can see all the all the point all the endpoints that it gives you, like API users detail, API users search, API users operate, mutate, destroy. So you can look at what's possible with all those newly registered endpoints, and of course, look at the documentation to see what's available to you from those locations. So the Laravel REST API package and documentation can be found on GitHub at lomkit l o m kit slash Laravel REST API. Thank you, Gottlier Delegacy, for writing that one up. Very cool. Awesome. Eric Barnes has put together a small video here talking about doing Laravel or doing e-commerce with Laravel with a package called Luna PHP. It is a e-commerce package that provides you with an administrative hub and a soon-to-be-released API. In the video, Eric takes you through setting up a starter kit and exploring some of the features. It's a solid toolkit with all the basic necessities to get your online store up and running in Laravel. And while it already has an impressive set of features, the future promises to bring even more enhancements to the table, including an add-on store, an API, and more. So we won't go too much further into that as it is a video. We'll have a link to it in the show notes. It looks very nice. It actually looks like um, like we recently set up a store in Wix, which I know sounds a little bit crazy, but mm-hmm. this it all feels very good. It feels like you get the cart, you get the checkout, you get the shipping details, you get all of that stuff. Really nice previews on the side, mobile uh, responsiveness, uh, you know, hooks up with Stripe. Looks really good. So nice, nice job uh, to those at Lunar. Uh, very, very cool. Okay, Tablar, which this is a Laravel dashboard preset. So Laravel Tablar is an admin dashboard package, which is beautiful. It truly is. If you go take a look at the documentation and at the blog post here, it's a really nice looking. It's a feature-rich admin dashboard template that uses Laravel tabler.io 
and Veep. So using Tableau, you can access a free and open source web application UI kit, which is based on Bootstrap 5, if you can believe that. Bootstrap still exists out there. This is not a Tailwind one. So if you happen to be a Bootstrap first person, this might be right up your alley. Hundreds of responsive components and multiple layouts. So it provides a beautiful starting point for your dashboards and related components. Uh, so you can have like seamless integration with Laravel, responsive design, of course, customizable components. You can have a dynamic menu generated for you. Also has dark and light modes, uh, a complimentary CRUD generator package. And then there's a little bit of code in here as far as how you would get started. So I'll let you take a look at that if something you're, if that's something you're interested in. There is also a demo, which I always appreciate when they put a demo out there. Because sometimes it's like, yeah, if you, want to, if you want to demo this, go ahead and install it on your project. And then make sure you have enough data that's populated. And then go ahead and set up the stuff. It's just not, it's not great, right? I want to try it before I buy it sort of deal. So mm-hmm. at tablar.ebuzz.xyz, which you can find in the show notes. Uh, it demonstrates a dashboard table, alerts UI, the dark and, and light theme toggle, and all of that stuff. So you can learn more about the package by visiting the show notes. Thanks, Paul Redman, everybody's favorite human, for writing that one up. Perfect. The last package that we have here is the Laravel date filtering package, which aims to simplify date-based filtering of your Laravel eloquent models. It provides various methods to filter records based on time and date intervals so you can filter by date range you can filter by date range minutes by seconds by hours by days by weeks by months the setup for the package is by defining a custom eloquent builder that extends the built-in builder with the added functionality and gives you access to the above uh, to the the filter methods as well as dynamic ranges on the fly using conventions so you can filter by a date so the, the method itself would then be Post colon colon filter by date, five day range or six week range or seven month range. So it allows you to do all of these things with nice named methods on the builder API. So that is it. We'll have uh, more info about that in the show notes as always, links to the source code and setup instructions. Uh, on, on we go with the show. So developer tools, Git Delta is a syntax highlighter pager for Git diff and Git diff and grep output. So Let's talk about this. It is, Delta is a syntax highlighting pager in your CLI for Git, diff, and grep outputs. So there's a feature-rich set uh, that gives you a much better Git CLI experience over the default. So it looks like if you use a Git diff normal, you know, have you ever tried Git diff locally in your in your terminal? It's not great. It's okay, but it's mm-hmm. not great, right? Mm-hmm. And so basically, in the um, screenshots here. You have an example diff using the default diff, which is, again, it's it's fine. It kind of shows you here's yeah. the file that it was before. Here's the Screen file that it red. was now. Yeah. Here's yeah. the, here's yeah. the here's new stuff. Here's the old stuff. Exactly right. Exactly. But after configuring Delta within Git, here's an example of the default thing using these side-by-side configuration options. So it looks maybe more like what you might be used to in the if you were viewing something on GitHub in the side-by-side mode. Right. So you can yep. see the red and the green next to each other. You can so you can see immediately how much easier it is to understand which lines have changed, the file path. You can navigate through it with key bindings to work within diffs in the CLI. So if you happen to see, if you happen to use your CLI uh, to view Git diffs and uh, you want a little bit better experience, Delta is a great way to do that. So there's a little video showing an installation uh, and how you do that. And then they have tons of really great documentation as well. So Dan Davison slash Delta is where you can find it on GitHub. Yeah, got 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 all sorts of good stuff 
but uh, also including merge conflict display. So if that's something, you know, maybe that's actually more the thing that I would end up liking is the uh, merge conflict display stuff. Cause that's a little bit, eh, it's okay. I usually honestly do it in PHP storm, but when I'm in a bind and I don't have PHP storm available, maybe, I don't know, go through Delta. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. One more, my friend, we've got one more here. What do we got? One, the one and only tutorial we have this week by everybody's favorite human, Paul Redmond, is Symphony's DOM crawler with Laravel HTTP tests. If, did I say HTTP? Did I say too many fees? HTTP uh, you might have tests. said HTTP. If you've ever needed to assert part of a HTML response from within a HTTP test in Laravel, this is possible by using the Symphony DOM crawler. Paul recently needed to validate parts of a response to verify an important piece of content was rendered. For example, let's say you have a critical JavaScript file that you want to ensure is contained within the DOM. You can do this using the um, the crawl. So you, on your request get in your test, you can then pass or you can chain crawl to the end of it. And then you can use filter and reduce and all kinds of um, Symphony DOM crawler functionality to go through the tree in, a, in sort of like a more explicit method than just like looking that a string exists on the on the page so sort of like jquery-ish to me you know how you can yeah. grab grab all these elements that match this thing and then yep. filter through all those elements and find anything that looks like this and yeah for sure yeah it gives you a a few different options for parsing and traversing the dom tree within php uh so you can use dom document you can use php units dom assertions which are un- unfortunately deprecated now you can use the Symphony DOM crawler component and various others. But Paul's preference is on the DOM crawler component, which has lots of powerful filtering options for uh, traversal and so on. And you will learn all about that in this tutorial. So give it a read. Thank you to Paul. Yeah, very nice. He talks about creating macros as well for yourself to kind of, if there's something you need to do in a couple different tests, you can write a little macro for yourself and then say, yeah, find the items that look like this in particular, right? Mm-hmm. So it's good. It's a really good little tutorial there. Thank you, Paul. Very nice. I've actually needed to do this before when I had, I think it was when I was writing a HTTP2 middleware which would scan your page for any images or CSS files, and then it would try and include them in the header so that it would pre-download them right before it, before your uh, users actually hit your page. I think Ben, not Ben Orenstein, but Ben uh, Ramsey was talking about mm-hmm. this at Alaricon in, in Louisville, and me and Tom Schlick were racing to see who could create it first. And so I think we both released it at just about the same time, and I haven't maintained it since. So don't go looking for it. It's not worth your time. But uh, in any case, there you have it. <laughs> Well, folks, this was episode 200, a pretty uh, bang up episode, if I do say so myself. I'm so excited to have been able to be around to see it. And um, yeah, hopefully we get a lot more. I mean, dude, do you think do you think we'll ever hit an episode 400 on this thing? I mean, we're going to be, dude, if that was the case, I don't know how old you are right now. I'm 38. If we did another six, it's going to be another probably, boy. Well, how many episodes have we recorded? 170 some, you said? 179 we've recorded 171 we've recorded okay if we did 200 we do one every other week so that's only 26 episodes a year no 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 that's right yeah 26 episodes yeah. a year slightly less and because so we mean stop over christmas 10 so more years only 24 yeah. nine 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 more years of this no we're not going to do it yeah. we're not going to make it dude i'm not going to be 50 <laughs> doing this but <laughs> we're going to have to hand over <laughs> to an, a new generation i, I don't know yeah, if Let's anybody's still Aaron listening Francis. at that point. Aaron's, Aaron's always looking for more work to do. Nah, he's got enough stuff to do. He's got he's got his hands full. You know, he's got twins and he's having more twins. And I don't think he's going to be in his maximum effort phase for another nine years. You know, I don't think he'll have What are the, what are the odds on that? 
what are they? Like, surely, oh, you, know, oh, dude, you being I a math teacher. I can't even imagine. They've got to be astronomical. Yeah, second set of twins. Like, you being a math teacher and he being an accountant, surely, like, surely he has looked at the odds of this. Like, there can't be. Oh, for sure. Like, the chances of having two sets of twins. Oh, yeah. It's, it's way, way up there. I, I think it's a bit, a bit crazy. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I can't imagine getting that news, being, being yeah. like, you know, hey, hey, we're having a baby. Oh, great. And it's twins again. Yeah. No, yeah. you're teasing again. me. Yeah, no, for real, it's twins. Yeah. It'd be like, what? No. Yeah, I can't imagine. Can't imagine. Crazy news. There's so no, countdown. Not, not Aaron Francis probably, but there will be some, there will be some, some person wants to take up the torch and they're going to be like, hey, give me a shot. And we'll be like, put me in coach. Sounds good. It's all yours. Nah, I'm just kidding. We got a couple. We got a couple more good years in this, I think, before they put us out to pasture, Michael. I think um, so. All right, everyone. This was episode 200. Find show notes for this at podcast.laravel-news.com/slash 200. Rate us up in your podcast of choice. Five stars would be amazing. Hit us up on Twitter at Michael Durand, at Jacob Bennett, or at Laravel News, and enjoy the new podcast.laravel-news.com website, which looks a lot more like a design uh, that is pleasing to the eye that may or may not have something to do with other designs. Eric's Ooh. tweeted about it. You don't have to be cryptic. <laughs> okay, he's having he's redesigning the Laravel News website. It looks really nice. Let me tell you the the uh the secret URL. The secret URL is Did you get that? Michael, I covered my mic and I got it mumbled. Got it. It's great. Got it. That great. was the big surprise, everybody. Happy 200th episode. Okay. Until next time, folks. Well, see you. Bye. Bye. Bye.